Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the newly announced seasonal challenges for Destiny 2 Season 13. If you're listening to this as an audio format anywhere else, or you're watching on the other YouTube channel, you can always join us live at SNTRlive.com. It'll bring you to the YouTube channel where I do my live streams. If you prefer the uploads, that's great. We usually have a link in the description or a card for you to join the live stream. So, this was announced in their weekly TWAB. We already kind of did a video about the rocket buff that is coming and you know this is a slightly different topic because they're not necessarily buffing or nerfing or adding something they're sort of tweaking where our uh, objectives or where our kind of weekly seasonal missions are are going to land now for a long time i've I've wanted to see something like this with the npcs this looks like it's going to be sort of separate almost like a glorified triumph screen so let's kind of walk through what they said here there they were announced in the weekly twab and destiny 2 beyond light failed to truly update bounties and bungie aims to change that with season 13 and the season challenges. If you remember, Luke Smith had a director's cut where he made assurances they would really look at bounties and they're they're becoming such a primary focus of XP earn rate for both your season pass and your artifact. They wanted to rectify that. Well, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, all they really did was lower XP on bounties. There was no iteration, innovation, no evolution. Just, hey, they have less XP now. It was... I, honestly, I thought it was a stupid thing to do. If you're not going to do a, a full measured decision, why do something that only hurts players' ability to progress? But whatever. The new system that they've outlined actually sounds very similar to an objectives idea that I had in previous videos for the NPCs and the main core activities. The idea that you would check the NPC and you'd have a daily, weekly, uh, and seasonal objective that would be slowly updating and filling that would give you benefits at the NPC and unlock things on that NPC. So it would it would be an objective, not a bounty. So the the challenges, you know, certainly looks like a step in the right direction as a way to move away from bounties so what did Bungie say so how exactly did they frame this discussion so this is a direct quote from the TWAB here during production of Beyond Light we started looking at the problems of bounty fatigue and FOMO as well as seasonal legibility what's the season how can I engage with it we created a few goals which we believe will improve the experience so you remember FOMO stands for fear of missing out and that's supposed to be minimized in this year one of the ways that they're minimizing FOMO is the fact that the content's not immediately leaving after three months. That caused a bit of a problem in year three because if you didn't get all the sundial stuff or you really didn't hit it hard, uh, you were going to miss out. Everything was leaving at the end of the season. So here are things they're aiming at doing. They want to provide a guide to new returning and veteran players for what to do today or this week. Guide the player through the seasonal content week over week. Encourage players to engage with complexities and nuances of the seasonal activity and rituals. Now, that line encouraging to me Uh, this could be just flowery empty language but the idea that there's complexities and nuances with the seasonal activity or the rituals but the seasonal activity is what I'm zeroing in on we're really nervous we're just going to get like these public event things like we got in contact public event and the tower public event And we don't want to see that every season. That's not that invigorating or exciting. So if there's actual complexities and nuances to engage with, maybe the seasonal activities will be, you know, somewhat better. They also want to reduce the penalties of XP and Bright Dust for missing a given week, uh, as well as if you only have one character. To solve these goals, we're introducing a new pursuit type for players, Seasonal Challenges. The Seasonal Challenges live on their own page, they're accessed through the quest log or the season pass, and are separated by week. So this is something you can check weekly, but 
they make mention somewhere that if you miss a week you can come back and still do it it's not like you missed your opportunity and you're kind of screwed so how will this work every week for the first 10 weeks of the season so a month and a half this is basically halfway through the season uh between three and ten i don't know why that's such a spectrum between three and ten new challenges appear automatically for players so some deal with seasonal content others might push you to strikes gambit crucible or focus on non-activity destiny rituals like gaining power uh unlocking seasonal artifact mods or improving guns and armor so kind of a smattering here it's probably going to be pretty front heavy if I know Bungie and their seasonal format, the reason they're saying between three and ten of those ten weeks, they're, pr- I'm sorry, that's not one and a half, I'm sorry, it's two and a half months. I, I, this is why you shouldn't do math quickly in your head while doing a video. Not one and a half, I misspoke, it's two and a half. So it runs almost the length of the entire season. That makes sense because the final weeks of the season, things usually kind of cruise down and sort of go through a bit of a downturn. So the three and ten, I would imagine the larger portions are going to be showing up at the beginning of the season because they'll be tied to the seasonal activity, they'll be tied to things within the activity, and then as the season progresses, they'll probably have less of those because there's less going on. They say here, these challenges can be completed once per account, but once they become available, these challenges can be completed at any time before the end of the season and do not need to be started or picked up from a vendor. So, you know, praise the sun you don't have to constantly go to the tower to check on this or to look at this it's in its own menu and you have the entire season to work on it they say here as an example if you don't play for two weeks uh for i'm sorry weeks two through four you return to week five and you have all the challenges waiting for you and if you can maybe start stacking them and completing them simultaneously, maybe you can get a bit, of, a bit of a boomerang going on. They say completing a challenge, and this is where I did my poll. I did a poll saying, like, what do you want to see in challenges? Cosmetics or loot? Most people pick loot, understandably. We're very loot-starved. I actually don't think loot really belongs in challenges. I think cosmetics would be a little bit better. But here they say you can get uh, XP, contributing to your season pass ranks. Other rewards could be bright dust, seasonal currency, or other interesting items. Now, other interesting items... I hope that is more significant than, you know, an emblem because it would be nice. It would be nice that they 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 fill this with more than just currency, XP and bright dust because again, similar to my commentary on the NPC updates. If you didn't watch that video or read that twab, they're bringing an update to Shacks and the Drifter. It'll eventually come to Zavala, but there'll be these ritual rewards. Every so many ranks that you get with them, you can get like a reward. It's all currency though. It was all prisms and upgrade modules and things like that not that exciting what we want to see in i think in the npcs and even in even in these challenges is something that is a little bit more exciting than a currency every so often getting a gun or a piece of armor from a vendor for ranking up is nice it gives you that sense of hey in a couple more games i'll get that gun to drop and can check the roll on it so what do we think let's end the video with what do we think about this because obviously we've wanted bounties to be restructured and removing weeklies and doing challenges that can be kind of out of frame again I think it's a step in a good direction but there are concerns that I have because I said it looks promising but there could be some snags here this is definitely a likely improvement over the current XP focus problems that we have with the artifact the season pass and the bounties but the question remains will the core playlist activities and NPCs still feel like they don't matter like are they gonna feel like they're kind of like these guys just don't matter they have nothing of importance they have nothing for me to care about and now I have challenges attached to them 
that are attached to activities that still feel dead and irrelevant and like they don't matter. Adding a couple new drops to Crucible Gambit and Strikes probably isn't going to be enough and challenges are just going to end up feeling like a chore attached to activities we don't care about. This is how I felt when I was going for the aspects and fragments with The Stranger. There's no reason for me to be in Strikes, Gambit, or Crucible. There's nothing really there. It's just another checklist of things uh, for me to do. Now, they announced changes for Gambit and Crucible vendors will make their way to Strikes eventually, but even in the initial concept, it, this just looks like what it is. It just looks like a concept. It needs to be fleshed out with more loot and meaningful rewards and incentives. Seasonal challenges look promising, but... They could also just be another chore list with no real incentive with or, or, or like valuable motivation attached to them. So much of the game right now falls into go do this just because and hopefully this is a step away from that. You can also remember one of the main criticisms in year three every time a seasonal event came up Guardian Games, The Dawning, Festival of the Lost, everybody just said we're playing a bounty simulator, everything's super super bounty focused, I'm getting, as they said at the beginning of the TWAB about this, I'm getting bounty fatigue, this isn't necessarily a solution for bounty fatigue if it's in the same spirit of a bounty a checklist of things to do that rewards you with a currency or XP that's basically a glorified bounty However, it's a good container, right? When I look at the NPC changes, I see a really good container that can be regularly updated to be in in an incentivized way to get people to play content so it doesn't feel meaningless. Why are you running strikes? I'm working on this cuz that thing looks cool. Why are you doing that? I'm wor- I, you know, I'm working on this. If I complete this, if I chase this, if I upgrade my NPC, I get a new feature, a new ability, a new perk, a way to pursue weapons with more intentionality and player agency. This is how you make a grind and leveling a character or leveling a vendor or checking off challenges. There's ways to make that matter and it's not always XP and currency. They got to innovate on these containers that they're building or it's just going to feel like a shell game where they've shuffled things around and we're still chasing the same worthless things in the same dead playlist. As always, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. Hit like and subscribe and wait for Q&A. If you're listening elsewhere, always check us out at sntrlive.com and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the new seasonal challenges coming to Destiny and why I think they look promising, but I did have some concerns. If you're listening to this elsewhere or watching it elsewhere, you can always catch us live on the main YouTube channel where we stream these at sntrlive.com. And you can always take part in everything uh, that we're doing here. So, first question coming from Chalk Doctor. I think the challenges are going to be a good way to diversify play sessions, making the game feel more fresh without actually changing anything. Do you think this could be a stepping stone to implement challenge-specific weapons and armor, defeat Fallen to receive Fallen-themed weapon? Man, I would, I would like, really, really love this, you know, um, to, to, to be able, I think, to to be able to give more directional challenges that are linked directly to loot, I think would be pretty dope. Here's the only dilemma I have with this as an idea. Okay. So I'm just getting down to the, to the specifics. Now, the reason that the, the, the poll that I did. So for those of you that didn't know, we have a poll right now. You can take it. It was asking the question, what do you want to see in challenges the most? Do you want to see loot or cosmetics? And a lot of people pick loot because we're so starved for loot. I kind of knew people were going to click on that the most. It was a bit of a softball poll question. 
but the more we talked about it and the more we thought about it it kind of didn't make sense to put loot in challenges you want loot out in the world out in activities so in my mind this would be cool to do something that I talked about you could do with the vanguard you would go to the vanguard and you would say okay you did this challenge and now you can pursue that weapon intentionally it unlocks a weapon boon it gives you your first version of it and then it unlocks the ability for you to pursue it with intention I always said like as you leveled up the NPC you could get a weapon boon and whenever you pop that boon and it's active while you're running strikes there's a chance for it to drop at the end instead of just like randomly getting them it would create a sense of you, you you pursuing it. You would do the same thing in the Crucible. You complete the challenge and you get your first version of the weapon and then now, now Shax has something available for you that you've unlocked so you can pursue the weapon with, with intention. Because the dilemma of tying, a, as you said here, you know, a Fallen-themed weapon after you defeat enough Fallen, well, how many times... Is this repeatable challenge? Is it a one-time weapon? Is it a god roll, curated roll? Is it a pursuit weapon with a static roll? There's a lot of things here that wouldn't necessarily square with where we are now. Bungie's definitely building a system of chase a weapon as much as you possibly want for the role that you're looking for so that so that you're able to... Um, so you're able to get the, the version of the weapon that you want. So tying it to a challenge or something, you know, it just, there's, there, there's a lot of snags there that don't necessarily fit with where they've brought the, the loot system and how to target loot, you know, um, there, there's a lot of snags there that, that I would be concerned about. This is one of the reasons why I'm a little cautious about the idea of bringing back curated roles because curated roles could wander into really dangerous territory of passively bringing back static rolls. So suddenly, the best version of the weapon is this predetermined roll by um, by Bungie, and then that's the only one that matters. Now, the main reason I'd probably be okay with it is because uh, th- I'd be okay with it is because, well, at the very least, you can get different versions while you're waiting on the god roll. You know, you're waiting on the god roll. You don't have the god roll yet. Uh, or the curated role, but you're at least you're at least able to use the versions that you've got to say, oh, I like it, I don't like it, the recoil pattern's good, bad, or whatever. Um, I would like it to be a repeatable thing that stacks on top of the world drops to give slightly more intentional world drop farming. Again, I'm in support of it if it's repeatable, right? Um, it 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 would be re- it would be really really good, right? To, for it to be repeatable um for, for, to be to be repeatable i would i would enjoy going into an activity and knowing i can achieve this at an interval and get a drop in an interval and get a drop do you see the difference right now so often they're like go do this chore in strikes and i'm like what for for a one time drop well okay is that the only reason I'm in there? But if I'm in there and I know there's a chance to get some of the strike-specific loot, there's a chance to get some of the strike-specific armor, like if it's Vanguard stuff, uh, that to me is happening underneath, and then on top would be like this challenge. It'd be this challenge of keep trying, keep trying, you know, and then eventually you'll get uh, you'll get you'll get the 
you'll get the drop at an interval. This is one of the things. Uh, this is one of the things that I really, really like that they've been doing. They've been giving us this idea of you select the gun that you want and you can just keep going for it until you get it. It's a lot of the problem is the delivery. Like they don't deliver the loot in an exciting way or like what they're doing with Strikes, Crucible and Gambit. They're like, oh, we're just putting some new weapons in there. It's like, oh, you're almost there. You're right there. You added loot to the vendors, but there's no tangible way to chase it. There's no tangible way to pursue it. Now, they that could all get changed with an update right they could be like hey we realized that you know adding these weapons without a direct way to pursue them wasn't the best way so all the vendors now have bounties that's something better than nothing i would rather have a way to keep grabbing a bounty for strikes or keep grabbing a bounty for uh keep grabbing a bounty for crucible so that I'm regularly getting a weapon so then I have a reason to be in the playlist instead of just like well it might drop for you at the end I don't want more bounties though I, I again I love the idea of I'm gonna be in this playlist and at the end of the strike at the at the end of the uh, at the, at the end of the crucible game there's a there's a very high chance of it dropping the thing that I'm looking for it's like when you were trying to get a clever dragon there was just something about that seeing those end game rewards not getting one seeing somebody else get one and then when you finally get yours they got to bring back that spice that sauce it was such a good sprinkling on in its man it's so it frustrates me because it seems so simple it seems so simple to sprinkle the simplest of spices on the, on the recipe of strikes and crucible and make it way more enjoyable for people to be in there. It's like you guys have lost your way. You've lost your way. This is this is a basic very very basic fundamental thing that significantly helped the the, the content in D1 and it, it, it shouldn't be that difficult to bring those things back and to reinstitute this idea of there's a reason for you to want to be in these in these playlists at length increase the drop rate the longer you're in the playlist this prevents people from rage quitting or skipping your stupid fanatic strike that I hate so much like you, you, you want to keep people in there and have a sense of this is worth my time I'm getting drops and I'm, I'm seeing the things that I'm looking for appearing on the screen and we've we've lost that the, the, the romance angle of chasing loot is absent from the game and it's really really unfortunate because everybody's kind of forgetting their first love and they can't quite figure out why the game's not exciting anymore and I'm telling you this is one of the reasons why Techno with the next question. My main issue with challenges I see is the part where Bungie says winning rounds in trials with no, uh, with still no anti cheat on the horizon, and the only changes coming is the loot refresh. This feels like another half-hearted attempt to get people to play trials by not addressing the real issues and grandmasters too. This is one of the reasons why I said some of this just looks like more checklist-oriented uh, activities. The idea that well, come and run strikes and you know kill what were some of the examples they gave of how it's gonna it's gonna work um uh you know 
it was oh, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up now it was like kill certain champions or something or kill certain enemies and that was one of the things that drove me crazy about the way they set up the one uh, fragment it was like kill champions here we go defeating primeval envoys in gambit defeating enemies in the nightfall the ordeal with seasonal weapons gaining infamy or valor ranks acquiring the ritual weapon and its cosmetic ornaments winning rounds in trials of Osiris completing a grandmaster nightfall that just really really trends um uh that's that's just really really you know you're you're setting i think you're setting good trends you know with giving us things to do but you're also setting bad trends by it being just a checklist does that make sense it's a good trend to say here are things for you to go do in the game but it's a bad trend when that's attached to basically nothing Hey, go and kill envoys. Go kill enemies in the nightfall with the seasonal weapons. Okay, cool. Why? Why am I doing that? But you're going to get XP and currency. Okay. Am I going to get anything else? Do you see? It's a glorified bounty. That's one of the things we've said recently is stop telling me what weapons to use because I have weapons I like to use in a nightfall or in strikes or because of the weekly modifiers. And if I have to use the seasonal weapons, that's kind of like when you go into the crucible and they're like, hey, you need to uh, you need to use a sidearm. And you're like, I don't really like sidearms. I don't really I'm not really built for sidearms. I don't have a kit for sidearms. I don't have a mod setup. I don't have this. I don't have that. Uh, you know, there, there's there. <laughs> It, it ends up feeling again like you're being dictated to how to play. So again, I think these look promising, but the lingering concerns I have is it's just another checklist with no genuine motivation for you to do it. It's out of frame. You're doing it by accident. But if they're getting that specific, you know, kill enemies in a nightfall with the seasonal weapons. The concern I have is that these are just a lot of weekly bounties that they shoved into a different menu and it's good that it's more favorable to the player in that you don't have to go grab them. They don't expire. It, it's per account. These are all better for the player, but fundamentally the system's not going to necessarily translate into a better experience for the player if it's more, if it's just another laundry list of things to do that doesn't translate into a direct benefit to the player. Like, and here's the crazy thing fragments were a direct benefit to me and I still couldn't bring myself to do it I still couldn't bring myself to do it it was like I I just don't want to some of that's burnout some of it's because I didn't think the rewards were that great some of it's because the playlist I was going into didn't have an actual reason for me to go in there so I was going into what felt like a sort of a fruitless endeavor it was like why am I even in here Next question from Rockus says, Reference Sunsetting. Destiny is a game that revolves around stories. What if, as part of forging your own narrative, there was a mechanic that allowed you to exotic one of your legendaries each season? Exotic better devils with Outlaw, Killcliff, and Dragonfly, for example. This always sounds like a great idea. It's like, well, if you just let me do it to one weapon, it's not that big of a deal. You're essentially completely invalidating Sunsetting as a system. Because every single weapon can be immune to sunsetting depending upon the player, which means Bungie's now instituted a system that doesn't really affect the game. It doesn't actually pull off what it pulls off. Because now you're turning yours into an exotic and I'm turning mine into an exotic. And truth be told, that wouldn't even be a really great value to you. 
are you really going to use an exotic better devils because it has outcall outlaw kill clip dragonfly and in and and what like that to you is exotic or is it exotic because it's not sunset you see what i'm saying everybody would pick a different weapon that's a database nightmare that's a that's a that's a management nightmare you have no idea what people are going to pick people might pick some weapon that you know bungie never accounted on them picking and then in season 17 it causes all kind of problems like i just sunsetting is kind of a necessary pain point in the game of 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 loot you know end game viability having a limitation put on it and if you let people get around it you know, by, oh, I'm going to turn this into an exotic, you're going to create a lot of problems. To clarify in my idea, you get to choose the third perk from the weapon pool. Uh, so you could have an outlaw kill clip devils and you would exoticify it to get the dragonfly. Oh, I mean, you're, ma- you're making it worse. <laughs> you're making it worse. You're making it more unappealing. Um, you're, you're talking about low-level crafting. Uh, you're talking about low-level crafting. Every season, I want to take the legendary of my choice and and add a perk to it. Oh, uh, no. This game's not built for crafting. Everybody that talks about how crafting and trading would work in Destiny, it's like, no, no. Go and play games that have crafting and trading. The loot depth, the perk depth, the min-maxing depth is so much more significantly broad and deeper than what we have in Destiny. We have a minimal amount of archetypes, a minimal amount of perks that actually do things that are even remotely different from each other. You can't smuggle in crafting or trading. It would never work. We do not have the loot depth and the quantity. You can't come off of an annual expansion that cost $50 that added 30 guns to the game and think this game can survive with crafting and and trading. I'm not saying that's what you're asking for, Rackus, but you're right on the edge. You're right on the tipping point of bringing in quasi-crafting. This game doesn't have the depth for it. We got 30 games in an, 30 guns in an annual expansion. Like it just isn't there. It it ha- there has to be a wealth and a depth to the game to be able to endure that. Because if not, everything just gets immediately trivialized. It's like it would we would glide over so many things. With, with any form any form of shortcut is dangerous the fact and you, you can see that Bungie knows it's dangerous look at what they did with the the lure okay the lure for season of the hunt is set up in such a way that you can directly impact what perks drop on a gun and that level of control is dangerous so they added RNG to the lure I happen to think it's not necessary because there's still a ridiculous amount of permutations that can drop the amount of perk combinations that can drop on something is, is insane even if you're blocking a couple of perks it's still thousands upon thousands of chances at the one that you're looking for so they're scared of that kind of control going over to the player so I can't see them giving you that kind of control over legendary to exotic picking the perk people are always like let us re-roll one perk one time I just I, I don't think those are systems that we need in this game there are fundamental flaws in how we receive loot chase loot and the loot depth perk depth perk diversity all those need to be addressed well before you start giving players control over perk re-rolls or any level any level even the most modern amount of crafting i think would be a big big danger and the game's just not built for it truth be told it just isn't built to contain something like that gold magikarp 
Could the challenge system be like what Fortnite did, where each individual challenge gives XP, but you could get a cosmetic material reward if you complete all the challenges of a week? This is kind of in the right headspace a little bit, but the danger here, it would be a little bit of FOMO, right? They don't want FOMO. You might not be asking for FOMO. You might be asking for them to say, hey... If you completed all the challenges from week two, there's a cool uh, ornament for your helmet. But if you miss week two, no big deal. It's still there for you. That happened in Fortnite, right? I could miss a couple weeks, go back, and start filling in all those challenges and work toward the cool armor that they had. And I don't know. Uh, I hate that Bungie is trying so hard to remove FOMO. To be honest, I'm a fan of FOMO for top-end players. I think there's room for what I call rhythmic urgency, but I don't know, man. This this community really, really, really raged against any measure of FOMO. They did. They really, they really went after it. So I I don't know if there if there's room for it. Um, uh, a thank you, a promise, and an invitation. Um, what? Oh, Teespring's doing stuff. I was like, what in the heck? Well, that's such a weird way of phrasing it. Um, so, yeah. We, we, they need to solve loot quantity first. Number one, can they, can they even get to a place where loot quantity feels like it's in a good place and we're getting enough loot? You know, can they get there? And if they can't get there, you know, a lot of these systems and ideas that people have would, would just go nowhere, you know? FOMO is necessary for anything to feel special. Well, that's not necessarily true. There are plenty of en- weapons and things you can get in the end game that feel special that don't have to like literally disappear if you miss a week or something. Uh, it, th- th- there's, I think there are plenty of ways to give people aspirational rewards and targets that aren't necessarily in this, oh, it has to be FOMO or no one's going to care about it. We're also talking about challenges and a cosmetic that you get from completing all the challenges in one week. I don't think you minimize how cool that ornament is if you let somebody strut in and get week one stuff and it's week four. Um, I, I don't know. I reject the idea that only way something to have special is by denying someone else to have it. Right, rarity is only one aspect of making something cool and special. It could be really hard to get, really challenging. It could take a really, really long time. It could be in a really difficult part of the game. Uh, the, you know, the solo, the solo flawless emblems people get for the dungeons—that's pretty special. It's intrinsically rare because it's super tough to get. Uh, I don't think challenges fall into this lane. I think people are maybe miss—you're misfiring on something that's in a, si- a very simple category. A weekly set of challenges for people to do and you miss a week and come back and you're able to complete them all and get the cool ornament, I, I don't think that's diluting the value of the ornament at all. I, I, I think there are there are elements of making things that are more exclusive. They're, having something be more exclusive like a solo flawless emblem or raid loot or whatever, that's more exclusive. Even if you did like raid ornaments that you get from challenges and stuff, raid challenges think about it like this they could tier it there could be tiers of challenging rewards and sure if there are some challenging rewards in the raid then you have something that is rare and not a lot of people have and then there's the lower tiered ones like hey you did all this cool stuff for the vanguard here's an ornament for the gun for one of the vanguard guns 
you see what I'm saying? It, rarity plays a part, but you can't act like it's nothing is special if it's more if it's easily obtained. I mean, there are plenty of exotics in this game that basically everybody got by logging in and playing, and the exotics are still fun and, and, and awesome and cool to use, even though they're extremely accessible. It's it's a mixture of both. It's a mixture of both. What I think should determine an item's rarity if we're going to say rarity is on the spectrum of specialness, the rarity should be determined by where it comes from, not by, oh, well, it's not special as an ornament if everybody can get it. The only way I compromise on this is if the item itself is hard to get, but if it's easy to get, then the way to make it special is to make it limited. No way around that. I, th- my concern with what you're doing is I see the spectrum of rarity being tied to the difficulty of the content okay i don't see rarity being something that they arbitrarily assign to an item by saying well this item's really easy to get but you got to do it in week one or it's gone i feel like you're taking rarity rarity belongs up here difficult content so it's rare you don't see a lot of them a solo flawless emblem and you're trying to shove that down to the bottom rung where the bottom rung is like this is just dope stuff you can get for playing the game. It's kind of like in the spirit of the season pass, right? There's an entire ornament set of armor in the season pass every season. For Truth be told, if you're wired the way that you are as a player as you're describing, then that stuff wouldn't matter to you anyway. It's not special enough. Does that make sense? It's okay to have cosmetic rewards and items for challenges that aren't very rare, and when they're not very rare, guess what? Well, they don't matter to you, so where are you going to set your sights? You're going to set your sights on the solo flawless stuff. You're going to set your sights on the raid challenge stuff. You're going to set your sights on the stuff where it, it will be rare by its own nature. It's, its nature and its essence is rare, not an arbitrary timer. When it comes to loot, people like to show off their loot. If everyone can easily get it and it never goes away or constantly comes back, you can't show off something everyone has. That's exactly right. And I think there's loot like that in every game. There's always going to be common loot, common cosmetics. Those just don't matter to you. You don't prioritize them, so they don't ever they don't they're not on your radar. Why? You just explained why. Well, everybody's going to wear that. I don't give a crap about that. I'm going for that over there. And I think that's a better solution because that lands on every player differently. You're going to say, I don't want any of that. Uh, maybe a more mid laner casual player is like, dude, look at this. It's shiny and it spins. And you, you don't care. I understand your point. I don't think something should be here for a tiny window, but have a window nonetheless. Whether that be an entire season or not, if you don't get it, then oh well, uh, look forward to the new stuff. They do that with the season pass, you know, but that's that happens automatically. I mean, I got to go 15 levels this last week because <laughs> I haven't been playing. My season rank is literally 85. Like, this is the least I've ever played Destiny in the entire history of the game. I, you know, <laughs> I played more in Season of the Worthy, which is insane. Radical coming in with a question. I'm a fan of bounties because they make me feel like I have structure to my game time. Do you think the seasonal challenges will promote the same type of organization? Well, it sounds like if you look at the picture, they do have them structured by week as well as by somewhat by category, maybe. What would, what might mess with you, um, knowing you and, and how you've talked about things, and this is how I am too, 
if I see something on there that I'm never going to go do, like run a grandmaster or go get wins and trials, I, that's going to bother me. Like, get out of here. I don't pick up bounties I'm not going to complete, and now I got these challenges in here that I'm not going to complete, you know? It'd be nice if there's a way to toggle, like, ignore, and it puts them in, like, a bin or something, and, like, I'm never going to do that. I just, I know I'm never going to do that. It's just going to bother me. It's just going to be sitting there, incomplete, an unchecked box. I can't stand that. I love clearing maps in video games, and I love combing through each area and seeing the little green checkboxes. It just makes me feel good and warm on the inside. Yeah, I did it all. You know, can we be real? Not trying to blow up your vid or anything, but... This is just triumphs that reward XP. What? No, 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 no. It, it, it's different than that because some are weekly, some are some are uh, some are seasonal, and triumphs aren't aren't microcosmically like set up to be done. Most well, some can be done in a week. I think this needs to be something that is tied to the NPCs. That's what I think. I think it looks promising because it's similar to the objectives idea I had for a way to make the NPCs more meaningful. And they could try. They could tie that to the challenges. I called it objectives. You can have daily, weekly, and seasonal objectives. And once they're completed, it gives you certain perks, benefits, and it levels up things at the NPC. And this is a step in that direction. That's why I think it's promising. Obviously, I have my concerns, and I'm like, this might turn into literally nothing, uh, because it 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 literally might be nothing. It might just turn into something that no one cares about. Um, so. Yay, weekly triumphs. <laughs> Again, if it rewards something meaningful, you'd set your sights on it. You know, or if it chisels away at a bigger at a bigger prize, you might care about it. Uh, Lordful Mine. Why do you think Bungie uses their limited bandwidth to make variations of activities while not investing in the loot to fill those activities? Escalation Protocol was great. It needed random rolls to be perfect. Instead, we got Blind Well and no new loot. Well, Blind Well was attached to the Dreaming City, and the Dreaming City did have a lot of new loot, but there wasn't a directional grind in there. Here's what's always weird. It's like... You know that it's like the th- if you're starting a small business or starting a business, it's like you have to choose between three things, but you can only choose two. Uh, it's price. What is it? Price, convenience, and value. So if you choose convenience and value, price is going to go way up. If you choose price and convenience, value is going to go way down because you make it convenient to buy, but you're making it cheap. So value of the item goes down, right? You can only pick three of those things. Anytime you're starting a business, if you try to focus on all three, it doesn't work. You got to pick two, right? If you want to focus on making it free and making it really, really high value, it's not going to be convenient. It's going to be hard to get or whatever. I might not have the three categories right, but that's essentially what it is. Um, So it feels like this is something that Bungie does. They're like, we either give them loot agency, you know, loot quantity, and... um, and a good activity, right? Those are the three, but we only get to pick two. So if they do quantity and they do an activity, you don't get loot agency. It's like, ah, see, it's caught. Co- it's cost schedule quality. Is that what it is? So then think of it this way. Then you've got this, this blind well situation, good activity, 
good loot quantity, no agency. Now let's look at Wrathborn hunts. Not a very good activity, not, I guess, decent loot quantity, and then agency. Quantity, quality, it's quality, quantity, quickness. You get the point that I'm making, right? It's like, they can never give us all three. Here's a great activity with agency and loot generosity. What's the one activity that got almost universal praise from the community and it had all three? Well, there's actually two of them, but one of them got a bum rap because streamers started calling it something something 2.0. Ah, there it is. Lordful Mind got it. Menagerie had better agency than Wrathborn. Menagerie hit all three markers quantity of loot there was tons of loot to get in there player agency you had tons of control over what you could go to, to do and the and the quality of the activities was solid and then we got sundial and everybody moaned and then they let one content creator set the dialogue i'm not blaming him by the way that's just the way the community works the hive mind latches onto a statement and it affects how they view the content everybody called it menagerie 2.0 so Sundial gets a bum rap because, and honestly, I don't even think he was being critical. He was just like, I don't know if we can survive on Menagerie 2.0 every season. And then everybody started calling Sundial Menagerie 2.0 and he got a bum rap. It's like, it was it was easily of, of that year, of, of the year of Shadowkeep, Sundial was the best activity we got and it got the most criticism. Well, it didn't get the most. It got un, undeserved criticism. It, it hit three markers. It was a decent activity with good loot quantity and good player agency. It checked three boxes. You know, it checked three boxes. What do we get in? What do we get in the? Uh, what do we get in the tower event? A crappy event, crappy quantity, and crappy player agency. It sucked at every checkbox. The tower event was a crap event with no player agency and no loot quantity at all. It was a joke. Contact public event. Not a very good event. Loot quantity? Sure, it's attached to umbrals. Player agency? Not really. It was just one place of many places you could get umbrals to drop. Umbrals were where the agency relied, not in the actual seasonal activity. They need to go right they need to go back to menagerie and sundial and analyze why that hit the three check markers of a decent repeatable activity good loot quantity and good player agency if you can't give me those three things then you're wasting your freaking time you are literally wasting development time if you can't hit those three check markers even if it's acceptable or average it doesn't matter you gotta hit those three markers you can't keep hitting one of the three or maybe two of the three. Like, Wrathborn Hunts kind of hits one of the three. They give you good player agency, but kind of not because it's RNG determined what you could actually chase. And then the event itself is a literal joke and the quantity is non-existent. What is it? It's like, is it five, four or five weapons? You gotta be in the six to eight weapon range. A five spot from Cringe says, I thought the tower event was cool in its sound and art design, but it was way too painful. I mean, it was like a really beautiful painting that I would never want to step foot in. Have you ever seen one of those like really beautiful paintings and everybody's sitting around in frilly dresses with umbrellas and, and there's there's like horses? It's beautiful, but you have no desire to go hang out there. You're like, I wouldn't want to hang out with those people. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what the tower event was. It was a beautiful piece of art that that no one wanted to go and hang out there. It's like this is awful. This is awful. A good grind, a good game, and a good amount of guns. The six G's of success. <laughs> yeah. They they have the formula. I'm telling you, there's this weird incessant idea, and I and I blame I blame the developers and I blame the gaming community. We all kind of have our own our own share in this equation, and this is what it is. The insatiable desire for the new. The insatiable desire for the new. It must be new. It must be. It, it, and if it's not new, it's not good. It's immediately devalued. So the minute Sundial had similarities, the minute, the minute that you that you that you sensed and you smelled like, oh, this is a little bit like menagerie, it 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 spoiled it for people. I have an insatiable desire for the new. I do too. I do. It can get you into trouble, and it can ruin the way you experience games because it's like, well, yeah, it is kind of like Menagerie. Yeah, poo-poo the event. This is not as good as I thought. Oh, come on. It's like an infection. It's like, you didn't think that the first couple times you ran Sundial. You think that because you suddenly sensed that it wasn't actually new. You suddenly sensed that there was something about it that was all too familiar. It's unfortunate because sometimes they get it right. I actually feel like Blind Well and the mechanics in Blind Well are pretty creative. The harmony, the the poison, the harmony giving your abilities back really really quickly. I'm telling you, I love that. I think that's a that's a really really good mechanic and it's really really fun. Zero agency over chasing loot. If they would have given you agency over loot, like what if at the end there was four chests to open? Two chests were armor pieces for the week and two chests were guns for the week so this week it's the waking vigil or the tiger spite and this week's it's helmet or arms and you open the chest for what you're looking for that simple just oh it's so simple it hurts that simple change would have made blind well a thousand times better than it was you'd have spent all day in there when it was it was the retold tale or the waking vigil or whatever whatever was up for you to chase you'd have spent all day in there popping that chest and hoping for the best that sounds pretty good totally you sexy like you'd have, you'd have spent all all day in there hoping to get the best version or whatever but there was no loot agency it was literally a stupid ritualistic checkbox for a power chase yay I checked my box for for that and now I'm you know, now I'm done for the week there's no other reason to go in there. It's just a random item at the end. And a lot of times you wouldn't even get anything. You get a blue at the end. Like, what is this? Gilly into Mist. Do you think there is a reward for doing all the challenges? Should there be? What would you think would be an acceptable prize? Gliding the seasonal... Oh, gil- gilding the seasonal seal? Um... Man, I don't know. If you do literally everything, you you get you get all the stuff in trials and grandmasters and crucible. Like if you actually run it, I mean, I, I would say there could be a seasonal. I would call that well, like a journeyman, somebody that literally did everything, or 
Isn't that what they call like a renaissance man? A renaissance man is a man that can do a bunch of different things. I don't like that journeyman and renaissance man both have men in it. Oh, I sound so, I sound so (laughs) chauvinistic. They're just phrases, people. They're just terms. It would be the idea of you did everything that was here. You know, the, 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 the renaissance reward could be, I don't know. I would think an exotic set of something. You get a you get a ship, a ghost, a sparrow, and then I don't know, maybe an ornament. The seasonal seals should not be related to the challenges. They may have nothing to do with the new seasonal activities. Yeah, it, that's a lot to do, though, dude. Every challenge, I don't know. Uh, as a journeyman lineman, I feel attacked. <laughs> be inclusive, Lono. Sorry, journey journey person uh flawless raid equals play a little bit slower than you usually do and pray you don't get bs by the physics that's right that's right it's hard to come up with something good enough here because this would be a huge time sink it would be a huge time sink so the idea of like oh what did i get i got a cosmetic reward well that's not good enough not to mention not to mention there's there's always the the element of if they put something insanely good then people are like are you kidding me that's like the best weapon in the game and you put it behind like all of the challenges so there's not really a happy medium here other than like I said like a cosmetic set of something Gilly with another question also should challenges become the new way to chase XP or do you think everything will get an XP boost could XP just be gutted I'm to the point where this is so this is such a silly I'm not not your question but this is such a silly dilemma for them to have just make everything help like can we just ask the question who the frick cares if you level your season pass or artifact really fast cuz you play a bunch like who cares just give people XP for doing stuff we love to hear the little bell ring and the chime ring and to see the little stuff drop like who cares? I, I would spec it out. Make sure people aren't getting too much XP. So, like, even casuals are done with the season pass. I don't know, you know, a month into the season, you don't need to go too crazy with it. But I don't know. Not to mention, gilding gets reset every season, and we have to do new challenges all over again. What is gilding? I I I saw that, but when I saw it was for titles, I didn't read it. I'm being a hundred percent honest with you. I'm being 100% honest with you. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't even read it. I was like, oh, it's about titles. Cool. I'm going to skip that. Um, (laughs) so somebody's going to have to update me on what exactly, uh, the, the, the gilding does. Gilding is when you do all the challenges for the seal to get a special gold title version of it. So, and once you get that, it, they take away the gold shininess the very next season I don't really that doesn't make any sense to me why would you (laughs) why would you do that (laughs) what (laughs) what's the point (laughs) I want to do that I want to do that with my kids I'm like, all right, you guys took care of everything. You get a gold star. 
And then the next day, they're like, where's my gold star? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's gone. I ripped it down. And there's even a piece of the sticker left behind, and it looks terrible. Why would somebody work that hard for a temporary gold star? Like a shiny version of a title that goes away next time. Oh no, Techno just upgraded to tier 2. Techno, thank you for doing a tier 2 sub. I have no idea what game he's going to make me play. Yeah, your gold star was Sunset. You have to earn the blue star now. (laughs) Why would you do that? Here's an idea. I've got an idea. Create custom little showy backgrounds that show up behind the title and it's thematic to the season and when you get the gilding for that season you can always toggle that gilding what are you doing that gilding room I'm, I'm doing Q&A uh, my wife's like I was waiting for you to get up and give me a kiss it's like it's Q&A babe I, I don't I mean you can lean you, if you can get to like right here I can quickly do it so there's not a huge break in the audio what are you <laughs> you want to like clock teeth or something trying to do a quick kiss <laughs> So the idea would be you earned the gilding title of season 13. It's an ornamentation, right? It makes it glow or whatever. So imagine season of the worthy would have been like a red, almost warm-mindy animation thing. And then season of arrivals would have been different. So you don't need to re-earn the gilding title or the gilding status. You, it's a different, it's a different uh, toggleable option, you know? We get a color frame framework that's different each season. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That instead of it glows gold, and you're like, cool. And they're like, well, in, in two weeks it won't. <laughs> We're gonna take it away from you. Good job on getting that temporary reward. Uh Arnold Go, please enlighten me. Let's say they transition to a prestige and honor way of leveling NPCs to give more loot. How is it different from bounties? If I do X or Y, isn't it? Sorry for the dumb questions. Well, I think the idea is bounties are microcosmic, and this would be more of a macro leveling of, oh, I got to rank 25 on the on the on the vendor and I'm getting rewarded accordingly. Right now, all bounties do is give you bright dust and XP. And all that does is move your... All it does is move your your season pass and your artifact along a little bit faster. That's all it does. So you're not actually... (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like it's not actually doing anything, but leveling up an NPC and getting benefits and rewards and perks along the way, that's like, "Oh, I just got to rank 25 on Zavala and I unlocked this thing or I got this piece of loot that was guaranteed at this drop and then I can reset and do it again next time." It, you're you're adding an undergirded purpose to to our behavior that's super lacking right now. Go grind bounties and do strikes. Why? The answer to that question is so thin. You get XP to level up your season pass. Why else? Well, you get a weekly powerful drop. Okay. Any other reason to go in this activity playlist? Well, no, not really. There's a random shotgun that can drop sometimes, but you have no control over when it drops. So all that does is drive people to 
uh, consistently. Oh, you're a different tyrant. That's techno tyrant. You're a different tyrant. Oh no. Are you the tyrant that was always commenting on my Ghost of Tsushima playthroughs? Is that because there was somebody leaving really, really nice commentary on my gaming channel? Uh, each season, hang on. All right, hang on. Let me, let me, this is, this is the gilding thing. Each season, the optional gilding uh, objectives will reset and may even change to fit the unique experiences of any given season. All the base objectives of the title will be preserved, and your title will revert to its typical purple coloring. Which titles will be effective? The four core rituals, Trials, Ordeal, Crucible, and Gambit. Flawless, Conquer, Unbroken, Dredgen. Feedback, please. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say leave it alone. <laughs> If they earn it and give them a different color option for the next season, you know? (laughs) Oh, uh, I I don't know. Thank you again, Tyrant, for doing the tier two. I didn't read. I I thought I thought Techno Tyrant was the same. I thought he was the same. Some people have like different usernames depending on where they uh, where they show up. It's only till the end of the season. Not worth. Yeah, not worth. Uh, G Smith. Transmog for armor has been slated to come this year. Do you believe that Bungie will do something similar to skins in Fortnite as rewards for seasonal challenges? I honestly have no clue what they have planned. Currently, they've said XP and currency. I, it, it, this is probably at least a better step if they even if they just do what you're saying. Uh, I think they should do a lot more. Uh, Lono out here giving other people credit for their tier twos. Oh, give me a break. Ask Brendan, aka Coldheart, aka Cyberman2000. How many usernames does that guy have? You know, some of these guys have like 18 usernames. Gets confusing. (laughs) Soul Daddy. Uh, Coyote says Should weekly challenges yield enough XP for 10 levels each week? I mean, this is real specific. I mean, oh, I see what you're doing. 10 weeks after the 10 weeks the season pass would be full um I don't have a problem with this but I would certainly hope there's other ways to get to to get to max level on a season pass instead of somebody feeling like well the only way for me to get to level 10 you know 100 on the season pass is to suddenly catch up on all these uh weekly challenges I haven't been doing if you do all of them sure but there we need to have a lot more sources of of XP boosts and leveling our our season pass this is um this would be rough on anybody who skips, a, you know, skips a couple weeks or something. Na painter. When it comes to these seasonal challenges, I think anything tied to endgame content should be given something akin to a finisher. I think people who play Prophecy solo flawless, if they get a finisher, or they throw more at an enemy's face or send them into the shadow realm. This is a cosmetic, you know. So if we let, let's check on our poll. If you guys haven't contributed to the poll, feel free. Uh, you know, what do you want to see? Destiny 2 Season 13 is getting seasonal challenges. What do you want to see the most? Loot or cosmetics? Uh, a thousand votes, and most people said loot, but you're going the cosmetic realm. I actually think challenges make more sense for cosmetics than loot. Loot belongs in activities and pursuits. Um, so, uh, th- th- this is in a decent vein, you know, if you complete a challenge in a particular place, you get like a cool, you get like a cool you know, finisher for that that particular activity. Um, if they tie season, if they tie challenges to the season pass, it's cutting down the value of the season pass for me. 
I'm not sure I understand. Oh, as if like you have to do it. I don't think they're going to do that. You know, related to the last question, like, well, if you do every single challenge and you check every single box, then you get your thing all the way maxed out. They've never treated the season pass that way. If they start making it difficult to complete the season pass, they're probably going to be met with frustration. And people are going to say, you're just trying to squeeze silver out of us. Um... So I I don't I don't see that being being a, uh, a a decision that they make. P N Raynard. After listening to your answer to question two, is it right for Bungie to possibly put challenges behind a paywall, seasonal weapon kills, as weekly bountings were free to play? Well, I mean this obviously grates against a little bit of you know creature and other people saying this game is heading towards being completely free to play. Uh, it's, this isn't, this isn't like a huge blow to that theory. Um, cause I still think, you know, I still think their theory is reasonably argued. I don't agree with it. And I think this is sort of in my corner. Well, look, they're, they're restructuring bounties and, and they're doing challenges. And some of the challenges are literally tied to the actual season. You can't do them. Um, I don't think this is wrong, uh, at all. Cause to be quite frank, I just don't care what free-to-play players get. They're not spending any money. They're not. This is a huge step towards free-to-play? No, it's not. If there's challenges behind a paywall... Oh, but we gotta remember, in Creature's free-to-play model, you still have to buy the seasons. So this is another reason to get people to buy the seasons. So free-to-play in his world is no more big expansions. We, I, I always have to remember that. So this could be in that vein. This could add credence to his argument that they're trying to give more reason for you to buy a a $10 season. I missed the haircut. You look awesome. Thank you. Uh, after listening to your answer, you know, is it possible they can do this? Uh, I'm just trying to rethink anything I might have said back then too. Yeah, I kind of don't care, you know? I kind of don't care. Just look up Fortnite. They're copying it verbatim. Are you so in Fortnite? If you don't buy the season pass, there's challenges you can't complete. Is that what it is? I thought there was a totally free way of doing all those challenges. It sounds like they could be going with the Fortnite model, so you can do challenges and do them to get XP and level up the pass. But if you want the paid pass rewards, you buy it. Just watch; seasonal activity will be free at some point. Maybe WQ. Oh, in Witch Queen. Maybe in Witch Queen. I don't know about that. So you're thinking that this means they're going to... I don't know. Then what are people buying? So you oh, so you literally think this is a legit transition to the Fortnite model where all the stuff they do is free and all you're actually paying for is the season pass for $10? There used to be, could be the same still, some challenges you could do without the pass, some you couldn't. Man, I... I don't know. I I don't see it that way. I do think there's two ways to see it. I don't think the way you're looking at it is necessarily wrong. I'm just not aligning with it. Where the idea that they're literally going to make every aspect of the game free and all they're selling is a season pass. So much of how Destiny has sold content to us over the years, that is a huge shift. So they're not selling... So they're not selling access to activities, loot, places, or anything. It's literally... A season pass for ten bucks for chintzy items. I don't know. I I don't see that playing out very well for them. Uh, I don't. I don't see that playing out very well for them. I feel like a lot of the community is going to feel like, what? What is this? This is this isn't Destiny. Where's the loot? 
What do you mean it's all free? I'm just paying for a season pass? I don't know. Just jumping in and drop a like. Hope everyone had a nice weekend. Have a great day. Thank you, Darth Fitz. How many likes do we have? Oh, we can easily hit 1k likes. We only need like 80 more likes. If you haven't hit the like button today, give that a smash. Uh, Chalk Doctor says, I've recently changed my opinion on sunsetting. A lot of the meta weapons are sunset, meaning that sunsetting hasn't phased out OP weapons. Uh, should Bungie change the way sunsetting works in PvP? I feel something should change that actually phases out the unobtainable sunset items. Um... I am having a really hard time understanding your position here. So you're saying a lot of the meta weapons are sunset, meaning that sunsetting hasn't phased out OP weapons. Should Bungie change the way it works in PvP? I feel something should change that actually phases out unobtainable sunset items. So I'm tracking... I think I'm tracking with what you're saying. Sunsetting hasn't affected items that are no longer obtainable because they still work in Crucible that is an Iron Banner in Trials. So sunsetting isn't really isn't really working. Better devils and other are meta and unobtainable. Okay. So meta weapons are unobtainable and is sunsetting the reason they're unobtainable though? Aren't them being unobtainable isn't that a different topic entirely? I don't know the solution here, because like once something becomes un- unobtainable, what, Bungie should make it unusable? Like it locks the weapon or something? I don't know. This does get dicey, because if they create like a really, really strong weapon, and it's awesome, and we all get it, and then that, that, thing, that thing's mission or whatever goes away, and there's no way for people to get it, and it can run around in the Crucible no problem, and someone's like, oh, I'd love to get it, and they can't. I don't know. They want less FOMO, but like to a certain extent, what are you going to do? If, if eventually activities and certain things are, are, are aren't going to be there. There's going to be elements to the game that, that, that go out to pasture. Um, I don't know. Locking out the weapon would take a ton of people off. Yeah, that's not going to work. Um, I don't know. Leak photos from Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, look at him. He's looking good. Long hair is back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer here. Like, let's just imagine for a second that Season of the Hunt had a weapon in it that suddenly became really strong and meta. And then 15 months from now, you can't go get that weapon, but that weapon is still perfectly good to use in non-trials crucible. And people are like, well, I can't go get that weapon. The hope would be that they're balancing weapons enough to say you don't need that weapon. There all are there are alternatives. Well, this thing's amazing now, and I can't get it. Fellwinter's lie would like to introduce itself. Right, right. So you got the Fellwinters. Exactly. You got Fellwinters, and you got a situation now where people can't get it, and it's a really great weapon, and people are really upset that they, you know, they can't get it or whatever. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't, I don't really have the answer here. They can't keep every single aspect of the game, every gun, every mission to get the gun, every source of getting the gun cannot be available for literally for forever. It's not possible. 
it, it's that's not a tenable, flexible future for Destiny. That's a choked. That's a choked game. It's it's going to absolutely just die because there's no there's no room for anything in the game. And so things have to eventually drift away. And that means if you're one of the lucky ones that grabbed a Fell Winters, or you're one of the lucky ones that grabs a gun that suddenly gets a buff and becomes like suddenly gets a buff and becomes meta, and then suddenly. suddenly you're like angry you can't go get it Um, again the hope would be there are alternatives so that doesn't feel like a well this is trash I can't go get this weapon and everybody has it and I don't Um, I don't know I'm trying to be sympathetic and empathetic here but I'm also just kind of like this doesn't feel like a gigantic problem this feels like a very specific problem that pertains to a side of the game that I don't think they can legislate entire systems around. I, I I don't know. I just don't think they can they can legislate loot systems around Crucible. You know, I, I don't. So, doesn't trials normally dictate the meta? I mean, it does and it doesn't. I mean, it 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 has a, a huge influence on what people use. Maybe only weapons above the sunset power cap can do full damage. Be a half measure of light level advantage, but accessible for everyone who plays the game. You start putting light level advantages in normal crucible and you're going to set the world on fire. That's not going to work. That isn't going to work. You can't do that. I get what you're trying to do, but you're, you're going to cause, you're going to cause absolute bedlam. If you're suddenly like, Hey, welcome to the crucible. It's free to play, but you're weaker because you're not max level or your guns are weaker because they're not max level. I, I can't I can't see them being able to do that. Um, it does that doesn't seem like something you could do. Yeah, just uh, just a thought. I'm not sure it's the correct answer. I'm telling you, this is a conundrum. You, you I, I've not trotted out a good solution either. To be fair, I've not trotted out anything that I think actually would work. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's not obtainable anymore. You know, hopefully, as I've said, there would be good alternatives in the new pool or the updated pool where you'd have something to chase. Felwyn just isn't even sunset though. Like there was a best in slot weapon that cannot be earned right now, running amok in the crucible. I mean. I don't know though. Is it? I, I get that you can't get it, and I get that it's not actually sunset. But is it actually a problem in the Crucible? Of all the things going on in the Crucible right now, is Fellwinters really a problem? Uh, Fellwinters is being added to the weapon kiosk next season. Well, would they, we might have our answer then. If they can use the umbrals or the kiosk to bring those things back, so that this sort of thing doesn't happen, I, I don't know. If you're able to go get it, and, and, and even after it's sunset, I guess. I don't know. It does have crazy range. People think it is, but it isn't. Felwinters is a ridiculous problem. This is the first I've heard about it. You guys are talking to me like I play Crucible and should know better. Like, nope, everybody's been talking about Stasis. Nobody's been talking about Felwinters. <laughs> uh... Felwinters isn't that much better than the other weapons. Wouldn't be releasing a shotgun that's identical to a previous gun be pointless? What was the acquisition limit in the first place? Oh, I don't know. Felwinters rules the Crucible? I mean, it's a nutty weapon. I remember the first couple times I got shot by one. It, it felt like 
it's like the first couple of times you get killed by chaperone when somebody actually hits the headshot you're like i'm sorry what it feels like it's from a lifetime away you're like how did that guy kill me um shotgun is consistent therefore it's a problem lamau uh we we wheezy's not happy with the dialogue right now guys he doesn't he doesn't think you guys are correct uh <clears throat> gothics is talking about twitter and lono right now wait wait wait, wait where is she's if she's on the purple platform uh is she is she on the purple platform or youtube she can't talk about me on the purple platform they'll get her they'll get her for that um so hopefully that's hopefully she's not live on the purple platform. Uh, oh no, she's on YouTube. Okay, whoo, whoo. She's pro. She she's she is sharp. She's very intelligent. So I wouldn't expect her to make that kind of a misstep. But man, I got immediately nervous for her. I'm like, oh my gosh, they will immediately not. It doesn't matter that the people that canceled me they talk about me all the time on their recent streams of vods they've deleted. They won't have any repercussions because they can call in favors, but. You gave me a heart attack. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's gonna get banned!" <laughs> like, because they will not hesitate. They don't want. They don't want this talked about. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They don't want this talked about, especially the purple platform. Because, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they don't want the truth to come out about why it was actually banned. Uh, all right, that's actually the end of Q and A. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fine spot to end. Listen, if you're listening to this and you want to be here for these live conversations, or you would like to, uh, or you would like to take part in Q and A, make sure and click the join button. If you click the join button, it gives you a badge and an, uh, an emotes, and you can submit questions in the live audience. Uh, if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. We're not done talking and hanging out. But if you're listening to the recording, you can always come hang out at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.